All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Hello again, and welcome to Premier Screwheads Talk Horror. I'm Screwhead Dan. And I'm Screwhead Andrew. And we are here once again to dissect this member and discuss horror movies. Merry Christmas, everybody. We are closing out 2023 uh, with a movie that needs no introduction. So let's jump right into it. Andrew, what did you think <laughs> about today's movie? No, uh, no, no. Wow. We're doing we're doing 2012's Prometheus, uh, which is technically a Christmas movie, and uh, something that Andrew feels very, very strongly about and has come on up on many, many, many of our episodes. So we figured we're going to take some time today to kind of talk a little bit about it. Um, however, as well, I have procured a couple different questions, some of the most commonly asked questions and complaints I hear about this movie, and I'm going to feed it over to Screwhead Andrew, and he will defend this movie till his dying breath, or be like, yeah, it's a fair point, I agree with it, that sort of thing. That will never happen. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. But Andrew, before you do that, how the hell are you doing? You know, I'm doing pretty great, man. Uh, the holidays, we're recording this on the Friday before uh, Christmas, and I am so glad to be done uh, shopping for things and all that. It's, uh, I feel like it's, uh, it's, uh, Christmas is and whatnot, it's a great holiday, but trying to find things for people is always really stressful. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm so glad it's over. Um, and I don't know what the weather's like for you yet, but uh, we haven't gotten much snow here yet up in the Northeast, but we you know we've gotten some, uh, it's, it's getting cold, which is nice. It's, you know, it's feeling a little bit more yeah. in that area. But how are you? How are you doing? Doing good. We haven't had snow down here in like two years, and Gosh. this year does not look like it's getting any better. And as someone who grew up in the north, like I was, uh, I, I'm very disappointed in that. But we're dealing with it. It is a little bit chilly. Not too bad, though. Um, I 100% agree with you. We're spending Christmas with my brothers and my dad, and like my brothers and I, we all kind of talk together and like, do we want to get each other anything? Do you want to just like? skip that entirely and just enjoy enjoy each other the company and we're all just like yeah that sounds good so <laughs> yeah it's gonna be pretty relaxed pretty easy thankfully travel is normally gonna be the hard part but uh we shall see what happens there on that front i mean i just remember yeah. that brian your brother who you're gonna be seeing uh did tell us that he thought prometheus was an okay movie so i'm just yeah yeah, yeah. i mean that's one of the few that was the corner of the question i asked him when he first when he first uh we started messaging on Discord. I was like, how do you feel about Prometheus? So uh-huh. I, I am that person in real life who will be like, so uh, about Prometheus, what's, what are your thoughts, buddy? That's your, that's, that's your test right yeah. there. It's like some people use Briggs-Meyer or something like that. You use what Prometheus opinion do you hold? And that's pretty much it. Exactly. Uh, yeah, 100%. But yeah, this is a movie that's very near and dear to you. Um, but yeah, go ahead and kind of tell me your relationship with this movie, kind of why you feel so strongly about it, that sort of thing. Obviously, you're a huge, huge Alien fan, so I'm assuming it stems from that, but yeah, no, curious I, to see absolutely. what you got. Yeah, no, as I mentioned, yes. Yeah. So I'm a huge Alien fan. I've been obsessed with Alien more or less since like third grade. Um, and this was the first Alien movie I got to see in theaters that wasn't like an AVP film. I got to see, you know, obviously uh, AVP and AVPR in theaters. Um, but I remember that when this is coming out, I was really excited because, you know, it was the first one, the first kind of Ridley Scott uh, alien film I got to see in theaters. Um, and I, you know, went and saw it, went, went and saw it at midnight, uh, you know, the midnight screening back when those were like really a thing. And they're not these weird like 7 fucking a.m. or 7 p.m. midnight screenings. This was like a real midnight screening. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd like drive back to my hometown because the theater near me in Burlington when I, was, when I was in college didn't have it. Um, 
I could see it on like what they call it, the T-Rex screen back then, which is just like, a, I feel like it's a normal screen now, but back then it was really big. Um, and I was really excited. Um, I mean, I saw this movie multiple times in theaters. Um, I've always really enjoyed it. I really thought, I've always really enjoyed kind of the thought that I think it kind of creates. And the, I think a lot of the, thing, the issues people have with it are things that I really enjoy because I think it makes you kind of think about it and kind of go beyond, step beyond what the movie's telling you to kind of, you know, think a little bit deeper. So I really enjoyed that. Um, and, you know, obviously I think there definitely are flaws in every movie. Um, I think for me, the reason I, I hold such a torch for this one is because I think the same year this came out or around this time, Batman, uh, The Dark Knight Rises came out and mm-hmm. this movie was getting such hate and that movie is getting so many passes and I was so confused by like, <laughs> like I came out of this movie like really enjoying it. I came out of Batman and Dark Knight Rises and like, what the fuck was this movie? Uh, and like, I think this is one of those movies people nitpick so much, um, especially actually that I've realized a lot is in the alien community. There's a lot of people who are like, I don't know, like, alien truthers like i follow a lot of kind of like podcasts and stuff about alien and there's a lot of like strong alien truthers who are like alien one is fine art alien two is you know fine art and then prometheus is trash and you know ridley scott's senile and insane and like really hating on this movie uh for reasons that i i can't comprehend uh especially when they talk about like characterization or plot elements when i'm gonna be very honest i love alien and aliens but they are very basic films with very basic character motivations and i, I don't understand i think people I, I feel like this is like one of those movies that like the internet decided to hate and so people hate it and I, I don't get why. Um, mm-hmm. So that that's, I think, I think that is part of the reason why I push so hard for it is because I think that there's a really unjust dislike um, of mm-hmm. it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What, what's your history of the film? Yeah, no, definitely. And I do want to follow up with that real quick because this is one of those movies where, like I said before, I, both of us to talk to, and I was just like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and kind of field you some common criticisms and you'll respond to them. And honestly, I don't have to do too much research on it because like <laughs> all of the common criticisms I already had in my head, I've read them over and over and over throughout just the years and the decades since this movie kind of came out um, in terms of, you know, all the little stuff, all the common complaints about this movie. It, it, it does seem like at this point, it's become more of a meme than anything else to complain about specific aspects of the movie um so i I definitely agree with you there it is kind of weird on that front especially in just the horror movie community um in terms of my history with this film obviously i've seen the other alien movies i do really enjoy the series um avp and avp requiem well we did an episode on avp requiem but not great movies um but the first three are very good resurrection is yeah um more, more of a comedy than anything else, in wow. my opinion. Wow, it's a very serious movie. How could you? <laughs> I, I, there, I did notice the basketball um, in Prometheus the, when David's riding the bike around. I was just like, is that a <laughs> reference to Alien Resurrection? I noticed that this viewing. Um, but I haven't seen this movie since it came out in 2012. I do remember seeing it in theaters with my partner at the time. I do remember I did not tell her anything about this movie going on, in, except it was more sci-fi, and it was definitely a lot more intense than I expected it to be, which is weird because I'm mm-hmm. not sure why I wouldn't think so, but I don't know. I was younger. Um, but yeah, I, re- I remember I did enjoy it, but I do remember there was a lot of little things here and there that was just like, okay, maybe that was a rewrite. Maybe I needed some additional passes, that sort of thing. Um, I do really like sci-fi horror. So any more sci-fi horror out there, I, I, I really want to include a little bit more and kind of work out a little bit more. Uh, but overall, yeah, I think it's a solid film. I do think I like it better than Alien Covenants. Um, I, I think my biggest problem with Alien Covenant is... I do feel this Prometheus 
fills you with a lot of questions at the very end and has a lot of very interesting concepts to explore. And the sequel really doesn't do a lot of that. Um, so I was kind of a little bit upset about that when Covenant came on out. But just standalone as itself. Yeah, Prometheus is fine. It's, a, it, it's all right. So you love it. Okay, good, good, good. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad to hear that you've, you, you know, you've Podcast joined the, can continue. The, the defenders of, uh, of Prometheus with me. Uh, yeah, and honestly, no, I've never really hated this movie. I, I, I feel like a lot of the common complaints I can understand. Um, a lot of the common complaints, I'm just like, well, think about it a little bit harder or think about it in this way. But I'm sure you're going to get into that as well. So, Or another yep. thing I always say that, like, all the complaints, I want to be like, have you guys seen movies? Like I know that I know that that's not a, it's not, I, I know that to me I don't love that justification to say like yeah this is a movie so some things happen um, turn off your brain and enjoy like, it sort of thing but, but I when well, I can turn off your brain and enjoy it but like understand humans don't always make the best decisions in their lives yeah and like sometimes that happens like I, I feel like that's people are interesting in terms of like the when, when I think a lot of nit- the nitpicks other than ones I think you can explain I think some of them just want to be like yeah but like consider yourself in that situation what are you gonna do and they're like oh. Like, yeah, like, okay, mm. okay. like people make people do dumb shit all the fucking time. Yeah, it's like in, you know, whenever a zombie movie comes out, I guess theoretically in that particular world, zombies are not a known quantity, so they don't know to aim for the head or, you know, that infection or bites can cause infection or something like that. So, um, I mean, so yeah, there, there's definitely a little bit of suspension of disbelief. Like people kill themselves doing baby reveals and fucking frying frozen turkeys. I mean, like I'm, I don't have a lot of faith in humanity for making the right decision. <laughs> yes, but I, I guess we'll go into this a little bit more as well. It's a difference between like the average Joe and then the people who were decided to or elected or chosen to go on this deep fairing space mission. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk about it when we get in there. Yeah. Um, so this will be very spoiler heavy as we go on through. If you have not seen Prometheus, I definitely would recommend it, especially if you're a fan of sci-fi horror. Um, I, I would see the other Alien films first, not because you necessarily need to see them beforehand but i think that they're just much better films than this one personally um <gasps> except for three in resurrection well, then, what, I, I would place this one above three in resurrection well then wouldn't you recommend the other away see the worst one first and then enjoy leave it off with a good taste in your mouth i mean i guess yeah it's just i feel like this movie's going to be enhanced a lot more knowing the references behind like hmm. the space jockey and that sort of thing as well so that's true that's but, true yeah. i agree mm-hmm uh, but yeah, anyway, uh, so let's get on into it. So those of you who have not seen it uh, and still want to stick around from spoilers, basically the premise of this movie, or do you want to do the premise? No, you, you know got what? this. You, you go I, for I, it. I'm not going to be succinct. I think you're better being succinct than I am. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> uh, so basically this movie, sci-fi horror as well, it is prequel to Alien, I think so. Yeah, I, mean, like I, a, I can't remember the year. Yeah, it's set like okay, cool. I forget, 200 something years. I can't remember. Something, something years before, yeah. Okay, sounds good. Uh, But basically, we have our protagonist, Elizabeth Shaw, who is an archaeologist with her boyfriend, partner, or something or other, Charlie. Um, They're archaeologists, and they discover a series of cave paintings and just general art throughout the years on Earth of a basically what is later revealed to be a star map um, that's pointing towards somewhere else in the stars. They get really excited about, oh, these, these are aliens, and they want to meet us. So we're going to go on this mission to basically fly to the star map's location and see what's out there. And best case scenario, we meet another alien race, and we are friends with them, and they show us all this new technology, and it's we're happy, happy buddies at that point. 
Um, of course, that's not what happens. They land on this planet, which is later revealed to be some sort of weapons facility. Pretty much all the other aliens except for one are dead. Uh, they're called the engineers on this um, point. It's not the actual titular alien, but it is a race that created humanity. Um, and one of the big themes of this movie is these engineers, they created humanity. And for some reason now, for reasons that will come into play later, um, they hate humanity um, and they want to kill them. So from there, it's a pretty by-the-numbers plot in terms of they go ahead and investigate this little crazy um, structure on this alien planet. They find out more about the culture. Of course, it is in the alien universe, so like these proto-aliens, I guess you can call them. I'm sure they have some official name that you'll correct me on. Uh, but basically, you see like the little bits and pieces that will eventually grow up into the xenomorph that we know and love today. Uh, a lot of people die. A lot of people go on in. Uh, the engineer at the very end gets on a ship and starts headed towards Earth. Um, but they basically sacrifice themselves to kill the engineer. Um, and at the very end of the movie, the only survivors are Elizabeth, the main character, the archaeologist, and the android robot David, played by Michael Fassbender, uh, who throughout the entire movie is kind of not exactly an antagonist, but definitely not 100% working with the crew in the meantime as well. He's got his own little motivations. Um, so yeah, it, it basically, big themes of the movie are, you know, finding meaning, finding purpose, finding creation um, in terms of why the engineers created us and why they hate us nowadays, um, as well as just... David, the android, is a very interesting character because he has a little side motivation where uh, Peter Wayland, uh, who is the owner of the nefarious Wayland Corp in the Alien movies, is actually on the ship as well. And he put partook in this mission to try and fun, find some way for the engineers to help him extend his own life. Um, so basically, he's working for Wayland the whole time, not necessarily for the crew and members of the ship. However, you know, if they align, great. If they don't, that's fine as well. And there's a very lot of interesting kind of concepts about how far David is willing to take it to fulfill his mission, um, like intentionally infecting members of the crew to kind of research and figure out exactly what this alien substance will do to people and that sort of thing. Uh, but yeah, uh, how how would you say I've ready to kind of summarize that plot in a little no, bit? That's great. Okay, cool, cool. Sounds good. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, so I guess, uh, what, do you, what do you really like about this movie, Andrew? Like, specifically? Right. Like, what's for me, yeah, like, for me, like, I'm always a fan of big questions. I'm always a fan of, like, I don't know, giving little hints and information that you can kind of, you know, piece out for yourself or kind of, you know, discover along the way with the, with the cast and whatnot. And, like, to me, I just thought this movie was, like, effective at that. But I also thought this movie was, like, an effective horror movie. Like, I think, yeah, once you see it and you've gone through it... Um, you know, it's obviously, you know, it's going to lose some of the effect as you see the payoffs. But, like, I remember seeing this movie in theaters and, like, you know, being squeamish at times. I remember, like, really loving, like, I think that it's directed, it's shot beautifully. Like, the opening scene of um, the proto-Earth planet with the engineer kind of sacrificing himself, mm -hmm. I thought that was beautiful. The panning shots, the music, like, I just, no, the, the overall experience of the movie I just found great. And it, and it reminded me a lot of my experience watching Alien the first time and just kind of, like, going on this journey with these characters and kind of like seeing, like, you know, having seen them kind of stumble into this horror. Like it really, I don't see that often. And I think a lot of times it's like, I don't know, like, you know, I'm trying to think of a movie like um, Life with Ryan Reynolds and them and kind of, I don't know, they play mm -hmm. it. 
I don't know. It doesn't. Those movies don't explore like the wonder as much. And I think what this movie does a good job of is showing the wonder of space travel and the wonder of this like exploring this new world and discovering your origins. And this idea of like Shaw's faith really plays a kind of critical role in it. And I just think that's like a really like I don't know. I feel like it's an experience that the director kind of takes you on with them. Um, and then even in that, you see also like as you mentioned, you see you get to kind of follow David's. Uh, kind of constant struggle with being a, a creation and being valued as less. Um, it's, I, and I think every time I watch it, there's something new I kind of get out of it. So like, you know, as much as like, I love the alien films, a lot of people complain because this wasn't really an alien film. And part of this was, so like the original, um, his name's David Spates, I think, no, John Spates, was the original writer of the film. And he wrote it, mm-hmm. um, he wrote the Alien Engineers draft, which has like facehuggers in it. It has actual aliens in it. It has like a giant alien, I forget what they call it, the, uh, Something like the Uber alien, something like that, though. And there's like, there's a big alien in it. There's like, there's, it's, if you read it, it's great. Like, it's good. It's really good. It has very similar, like, a lot of it plays out basically the same. Um, but, you know, it's a lot more of the DNA of aliens in there. Like, face grows are in there. The alien eggs are in there. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's very alien esque. Um, and then, then they, I think they brought David Lindelof in, who from um, Lost and whatnot, and they kind of made it this more kind of mysterious thing. Um, and apparently even the producers may have been part of the reason why the aliens are not really in it. Um, but I kind of like that because I think it kind of, it, it leaves a lot of strands that connect to alien universe, but also to me, it makes the alien universe feel better. Like, I think a lot of people really wanted alien to be in this, but if you're going to expand a universe, you can't just always have it be the aliens. Like it, it's gotta be other things going on and I think doing it this way where they kind of make the alien, like this eventual byproduct of this, of this primordial kind of goo, I think is really interesting. And it kind of you know, gives us a way that, like, hey, yeah, the alien exists in this world. Maybe other things can come out of that as well. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. And I think it, I think to me, it always made sense how we got to the alien from this. Um, but a lot of people complained about that, I guess. Um, but I thought, you know, it's kind of like Star Wars. Where I think people like bitch and complain when it's like not about, I think, I think, you know, obviously there's the people who. The Skywalkers. Yeah, exactly. There's people who like the expanded universe, but like if we constantly go to the Skywalkers, it gets fucking annoying and dumb. And like, yeah, this is the Alien series, but, like, if we're going to expand the universe and kind of go into more things, like, if you want us to explore the space jockeys, um, you're going to have to be okay with them not being, like, alien-centric. Um, and I think that's a lot of big thing. A lot of, again, a lot of the kind of the highbrow people were like, oh, Alien is high art. Uh, people didn't like the way that they explored the space jockey. And I'm like, oh, first off, there's ways to, to contextualize this within a, a greater scheme that kind of makes the space jockeys more than they seem in this movie. But also, like, what the fuck did you think they were going to be? Like they're going to be some form of an alien of something. Like I, I, there's, there's you know a lot of people I think just won't be happy regardless of what you give them. Um, and I think that you know I'm very impressed with what they did. And again, I think he allows ways for you to view what's put in this movie, what answers some of the questions that was maybe created by Alien, in your own way that kind of goes beyond what the film says. And like the film is vague enough that you can allow for multiple interpretations. Um, mm-hmm. So like I, don't know, I've, I really appreciate that. And I just think you know I obviously that you know there are times where it greats and stuff, but. Overall, I just think it's a really well-made film. I think it's, you know, there's tension, there's, like, action, there's horror. I think it just, it does a lot of things right um, that I, you know, I really appreciate it for. Yeah, and two things that I just kind of want to follow up with is, one, I, I, I do agree. I think, like, the horror horror scenes are really, really good in this movie. The the first one with the snake where the guy's arm gets snapped in half and then, like, just helmet melts off and that sort of thing. I thought that was really good. And then, of course, the big one is the, for what I'll just call the alien abortion scene, about two-thirds of the way through the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a very, very tense scene. They had some great moments, especially when she's stuck in there afterwards when they're still stapling her up and mm-hmm. the thing is writhing and kind of moving around. Um, um, I, I do feel like the tension is very, very good in this movie um, and scares on that front, too. 
But I, I do feel like this is kind of interesting because when I leave this movie, yeah, they explain a little bit more about the space jockey and that sort of thing as well. And I do feel like good storytelling doesn't explain everything fully. There's always a little bit of mystery at the end to kind of say, oh, yeah, there's, there's more beyond this world. There's more things out there. Uh, but this movie definitely feels like it leaves you with a lot more questions than what you started with. And like a few things are answered, but now more questions have been asked and you just don't figure out why exactly it's there. Um, but I, I, I do agree with one common complaint is that a lot of people say that it doesn't feel like the answers are very satisfying because they just leave a lot more than it's. Um, I, I, I didn't feel like, I, I felt like I wanted to learn more about the world, but I don't feel satisfied with the answers we got in this movie, if that makes sense. I would have wished they explained a little bit more, or I don't know, maybe Alien Covenants <laughs> on that front. Um, mm. But yeah. But I'm assuming you're okay with uh, the level of kind of questions that they didn't answer. I mean, I'm okay with the level of questions. And I also think, I, I'm hmm. okay, when, when we go into our questions things, I want to ask you what answers you want. And I want to see if I can, I can, okay. I can help because I'm curious. Yeah, sure. Because, uh, um, yeah, that's one of the things where I'm like, I, and like, I, I hear that a lot. I want to be like, well, first off, there's a sequel. It's planned to be a trilogy. Like, you know, it's, it's, there's going to be parts, you know. Like, if, if the like, what is it, the end of The Empire Strikes Back, everything's getting shit, right? Like, mm-hmm. no, one, no one was like... Well, I mean, if this movie, you know, this I have so many questions about how this is going to end. Like, of course you do. It's it's not the uh-huh. end of the fucking franchise. I mean, like, come on. Like, this is this is the plan. This is the plan sequel. But again, I, I think that there is enough that you can extrapolate from, and like enough that you were like, hey, this is a distant sequel. This is a distant prequel. It's not like three days before Alien. It's like hundreds of years before Alien, I believe, or maybe just a hundred. I can't remember. But like, you know, mm-hmm. it's time passes between these two events where like, you know, you guys, I got you got to you got to be a little creative in your thought process here. But anyway, anyway, mm-hmm. um, gotcha. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, you want to jump into the most common ones then, uh, like uh, questions that I commonly see. Let's do it. Yeah, and then at the end, because I do okay. want to talk about the cast and stuff at the end and stuff too. But yeah, let's do this. Let's 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 hop okay, absolutely. Let's hop through. All right, sounds good. So again, this is basically just stuff that I've seen online. A lot of common people complain about. Uh, some of these questions I might be able to answer on my own as well, but I'm curious to Ooh. see your thoughts about it. Okay. Um, but just very very common ones that we see on that front. Common complaints about this movie. Uh, but we'll go on through. And I think the first one is the very, very obvious one. You've heard this all over the place. So at the very end of the movie, uh, the pilot of the ship crashes into the engineer's ship. And the engineer's ship is kind of donut-shaped with a bite already taken out of it, if that makes sense. And it's kind of rolling along the grounds. Um, a very common complaint is that Elizabeth and the Captain Vickers are kind of running in a straight line from it. And a lot of people are saying why don't you just go ahead and run to the side, which is actually what Elizabeth Shaw does later on. She trips, and then instead of running straight, she just kind of rolls on over to the side instead. Mm. Um, so, yeah, what did you, uh, what, what's your address to that, answer to that? So I have a few. One, you know, the first one, the, the, the kind of throwaway one is, okay, we're all human. This is just, like, a, a shitty situation. Literally, she just fucking was, uh, uh, Vickers was just ejected out of a ship, like hundreds of feet in the air, landed, got up immediately, and this is what she's fucking approached by. And also, everyone just fucking died. Her dad just died. You know, she's not in the best thought play, uh, place. Uh, uh, my my kind of normal response to that is like, who the fuck thinks that a a ship like that is gonna fucking roll the way it did? Like, like honestly, I like if anybody complains about anything, I think my complaint would be like, no fucking way the juggernaut lands like that and rolls. Because it's not like it lands on the side of the sea and rolls down onto like the body of the sea, it lands with like the, the G part of it sticking up, hits the ground and then rolls over with the gap and then catches itself on the other side of the gap of the thing and keeps rolling in a straight line, which 
is, you know, again, improbable. So I could see why you're trying to run away from it because you don't know when it's going to fall sideways, right? If you start running sideways and it flips over to the side, people are going to be like, well, why don't you run straight? Like, you know, that that's one thing people won't be happy about either way. Another, like, and like, again, obviously I think this is one that's like, it's a movie. It, you know, she's supposed to be, the, she is the sem, she is the semi-villain of the story. This happens to her. Okay. Um, you know, also another thing, like, if you look at it in the, the movie, and the, this is kind of me grasping for straws to a degree, but I didn't notice it watching this. I don't actually think they're running in a straight line necessarily. If you look at it when they're running, I do think that Vickers actually does start to veer off to the left. And I think it just rolls after them partly. Like, yeah, she, she's running away from it straight. She doesn't take it a right angle and go. But I don't think she's running in a straight line. I don't think she's just running straight and having it come after. I think it's I think it's ro- it's rolling and it's rolling. It's slightly rotating. It's just changing its path. Mm-hmm. And then the thing, and also too, is just like you know, fire and debris is raining down upon them. So it's not like they have completely flat grounds. They they have obstacles that they're dodging at the same time as well. And the other thing to imagine too is this is a giant ship. She's not looking at like a you know like she's not when she's looking up at it. She's not looking at like uh you know like a five you know like a a 20 foot wide thing that's rolling down on her she probably can't see around the fucking ship she probably just sees mm-hmm. this massive thing coming down towards her so she's like oh fuck i gotta run and if you think i'm gonna run to the side while well, like so if you run to the side right while this thing is making forward progress towards you there's still a chance it's gonna hit you yeah at that last minute elizabeth shaw is able to roll out of the side but you know i have to assume that she's sort of at the edge of the of the curve of the thing and just rolls out into safety and also she's at a point where she's underneath it so yeah, you can wait yeah, until you're underneath. It's more it. dumb luck than anything at that point too. So exactly, and then it even falls on her basically, right? And she get and that rock kind of saves her. Like mm-hmm. I, I get the complaint, but it's to me that's just such a fucking nitpick of like, yeah, that's how it went down. But like you have to think of it like from the situation she's in, where she is. And again, I also don't necessarily think she was running in a straight line because you know it could have flipped over at any point. Like almost, the, I'd almost say that more improbability was that it hit her the way it did, not that she ran the way she did. So I think mm-hmm. people almost complaining about the wrong thing. Like I would say. Why did it land on its side like that? Roll over, bridge the gap. Because you think when that gap bridges, right? You think it would topple because it goes, it's it's an open sea, right? So like it would, there's a gap where the head of one part would hit and the other part would come down and that would create kind of some kind of difference in the trajectory, something would happen to it. But instead it just keeps rolling, which seems weird to me. Again, the fact that it didn't just collapse in and on itself when it hit the ground to begin with is kind of weird. Um, but like, I just don't see that as a problem. Like, yeah, it's unfortunate you make a bad decision, but I think that's kind of a, a culmination of her decision making, the way the thing landed. Like that's that's just a non that's like a nonsense. That's like to me, that's like something that like somebody made a comment on, and then everybody just piled onto it. Somebody was like, "Oh, why didn't they fucking run?" And then like you know, why don't you run to the side? Because you know, you can see from our perspective, it looks kind of it's kind of a weird thing to get hit by that. But like, it's not like fucking Austin Powers with the steamroller running at the guy. It's it's a very different situation. Like it's, and I think that's it. I think people like associate it with that, and it's like no, this person's running while a giant, a massive fucking thing that she probably can't see around is coming down on her, and I do think it's moving as it hit. I don't think it's I don't think it's moving in a straight line. So I don't think she's moving in a straight line because if you look at it when they first start running, her and Elizabeth are far apart and kind of running at opposite angles. It, it cuts in the in, there's inconsistencies in the cuts as to how close they are to each other and what's going on, but it really doesn't look like like. If you think about it, if Elizabeth Shaw and her were running in the middle of it and Elizabeth fell, she wouldn't be able to roll to the side to get away from it because she rolls like two fucking rolls. She doesn't roll far. So it obviously moved away from her. Like it's not it's not like she like it, it that didn't just fall like that. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I always I find Vickers to be a tragic character. So the fact that people kind of point that out as like, uh, what a stupid idiot. I'm like, no, this this woman just like literally didn't have faith in an alternate life came on this mission because she thought her father was fucking abandoning her. And she, she knows that if she, if she lives on the company, it's, if she stays on earth, she's going to be fucking just pushed to the side as like her father's daughter. 
She gets back. Mm-hmm. She sees her father, uh, you know, appreciates its fake person more than her. She sees him get killed in front of her. And then the guy who kind of like showed her some love, Idris Elba, Ergenic, who kind of like showed her some like, you know, some appreciation, kind of like showed her some like, uh, you know, any kind of emotion throughout the whole movie is all basically is just like, I'm going to go drive into the ship and die. Uh, and, you know, I, I want, you know, you, you, you can leave. That's cool. And she does that. So she feels guilty about that. Like, there's so much going on in that scene that, like, the fact that people complain about that just baffles me. I think that's dumb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. So next thing, because we do have quite a few more questions. All right, to all right. I'll try to be shorter with the other one. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. It's all good. But now that that one is probably like the most famous complaint about this movie. So. It's also the dumbest. If a little extra tells, time is fine. Whoever says that, I punch them in the face. You're, you're an idiot. Okay. I'm sorry. That's not something to complain right. about. So the next two I'm going to combine a little bit, and it's more to do with the character actions on this sort of thing. Um, Whereas when they start kind of exploring and mapping the alien ship, uh, the cartographer gets lost while he's mapping it. Mm -hmm. Um, And why doesn't the captain who has a view of the map not 100% help them? And the other thing as well is the uh, scientist, I can't remember his name, but he's like the biologist, I think. Milburn? Uh, He's the one, huh? Milburn. Milburn, yes, yes, yes. He's the one that kind of engages the snake creature, and he's just like, oh, look at this cute little thing. Oh, it's adorable. And then, of course, the snake thing kills him. Like, Mm -hmm. these two seem to be, like, professional cartographers, professional biologists. Why do they not take this a little bit more professionally? A common complaint is they're kind of acting like they've never done this job before in their life, Mm -hmm. or they're not very good at it. Well, first off, they haven't haven't done this job before in their life. This is something completely different. And they were were kept in the dark about what the actual, what what the details of the mission were because Waylon wanted to keep it secret because he's a fucking asshole. So he's like, I'm going to pay you guys a bunch. Come here, basically, without a lot of information. Uh, Mm -hmm. So... So, yeah, they, so that was actually another one of my questions. Why do they keep him secrets on that front? And it's just because Wayland's an asshole. Well, I mean, think about it. Like, think think about what's going on. Wayland hears about a alien species, the first one to make contact. He wants that shit for himself. Like, like what what like what is the Wayland like like what is Wayland in like the alien universe but corporate greed? Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's that that's completely in character with him. He's, he doesn't give a fuck about them. He's like, hey, sign your life away. You're gonna go on a trip that takes years to come here. So by the time you come back, you know. It's you know, people are going to be aged or dead by the time you get back. I mean, cry asleep for multiple years. Yeah, he's not going to tell them shit. They don't. They know what they're doing. Like that's okay. like pe- people complain about that. In the opening part, like it makes complete like this. You this guy thinks he's going to find the secret to eternal life. You think he's going to fucking let like tell people what he what they're going, what they're doing? Like I, I'm mm-hmm. I like my interpretation of this is that Shaw, Holloway, and um, David and Vickers. And then Wayland are the ones who actually know what's going on when they first leave. They get they get conscripted into a mission. And then, again, this is a common in very, a lot of sci-fi stories where this happens, where they get there and like we don't know what we're going for, you know. Like that's very common. I mean, like that's that happens in like a fucking like, like every sci-fi kind of horror story that happens in so many of them. Um, so that again, that doesn't bother me. That makes sense to me for the character that is there. Again, it's kind of creepy and dumb, but like I get it. Um, you know, mm-hmm. like it's it's that you know that's that idea, and it's that idea of like, hey, do you want to see? Do you have, like do you have the chance to see? alien life or to go to, you know see an alien planet they know that you know that that's the part they kind of get they they, they know that they, they have some option but they don't have all the information um and okay so in terms of uh Fifield and milburn getting lost so watching this movie again i actually really enjoyed watching fifield and milburn because you really get to see um fifield from the very beginning is fucking like afraid of the situation um, when, when they go, when they walk up to the, the structure the first time, he's like, uh, like they're like, you know, they're like, where to go in. And, and you can see that expression on his face. Like, I don't want to go in there. And then they start going and ducking into the door. He's like, yeah, I don't fucking want to do this. And then they go and find the aliens. And he's like, yo, I'm here to fucking look at rocks. That's all I'm here to do. I'm here to, to I'm here to look at like, geog- geology. I'm not here to find life. I'm not here to find gods. He doesn't give a shit about that. 
And then when they find the gods and the gods are fucking dying in front of them, he's like, okay, get the fuck out of here. So to me, yeah, like he's the cartographer. They have the pups, right? So when he first leaves, he is literally, he's like fucking shook. Like, you know, and like, I know people are like, oh, it's so dumb, but no, he should like, he's, he is, you can be a very experienced scientist, but not have great social skills, not have great, you know, in the moment decision-making skills. So you know, he's like, okay, let's fucking get out of here. Mil- Milburn. Milburn's like, yeah, let's go. Cause he's kind of become his buddy. They go back. Obviously five field chicken. He takes a wrong turn, you know, whatever. At that point, Janik and them are focusing on the crew discovering life and like discovering this fucking like giant sarcophagus chamber, essentially. So he's not watching what the fuck the other two are doing. Like he said, you know, he's probably like, oh, he probably knows what he's doing. He's the maps. But also if you look at their little readouts they have in their arms and shit, they don't have directions. They just have a like, North and West and shit. Right. So he doesn't have exact directions they, they show their show their little pads and all the information it's just fucking numbers and shit it's not like a, a graph that shows them where to go that's back on the ship with Janik. so then they get lost the shit goes down in the in the uh the whatever chamber that is they forget they call it the head chamber so they evacuate out then the silicate storm comes through and they you know they, they extract back there and at that point they can't get them back they're like hey man sorry but like this storm that almost killed shaw's here and i don't have communication with you really well because the silica storm's messing up our transmissions. So that's when they go dark. So that's why he's lost, and that's why he doesn't make his way back. Like, it, the, the pups don't give him a direct readout to what's going on in the thing. And they, they, they're out there mapping the entire fucking thing. They're not anywhere near him. They're sending all their information back to the ship. So, like, he doesn't have a direct... It's like he doesn't have the map on his little fucking thing to tell him how to get home. That's not, like, what he... That's not what he currently has at that point. So like yeah he 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 you know he's nervous he doesn't take the right turn on the way back and then he has no way to finding how to get back home essentially so okay. that, that makes sense for uh, that's that's Fifield Milburn Milburn yeah I get people are like ah fucking Milburn like gets got by the uh, the hammerpede when it grabs his arm that one you know a little dumb um, there is a cut scene but again I don't want to explain with cut scenes there is a cut scene where they catch the worms that these like earthworms that they find in the sarcophagus area at first so he already is interact so in the, in the initial script before they cut it down he has already interacted with the worms not with the hammerpede but with what, what, what becomes the hammerpede before it gets its mm-hmm. DNA rewritten and that's an exciting moment they catch it like yeah it's a very short little moment um, but you know it kind of shows that idea but then the other thing you have to think about is if you think of it from Milburn's perspective he again he is a uh, he is a biologist who took who left on a two-year mission of hypersleep to find something that might not be there. They get there, they find these creatures, everything is dead, right? Everything they find is dead. Um, there, there's nothing alive. So yeah, the biologists, there's cool aliens and shit, but there's nothing alive there. Um, in that moment, they're freaked out, they're scared, and he sees this little fucking worm thing, right? Not the giant hulking creatures they were seeing earlier. So yeah, he's a fucking idiot. He's excited. He's like, oh my God, look at this. Like, Here's life. Here's the, reason, the whole fucking reason I came on the ship and almost wasted my life to get here for Right, so then he sees it. You make a dumb move. You kind of touch it. Like they had, you didn't see any teeth on it or anything like that. Right, just like a little worm. And you're in a fucking spacesuit, which theoretically is designed by you know the most brilliant man and whatever the, the you know this big business guy with a lot of money. So you think you're probably safe. You know, worst case scenario, the worm fucking touches you. You don't expect it to wrap around your arm and break your arm. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. I again, not the best decision making, but reasonable. Like I, I again, I'm I'm not going to say these guys are geniuses. I'm not going to say they're smart. But I'm going to say that I think that their motivations and what they do make sense within the context of the film as people being flawed human beings. Like, mm-hmm. if if he was, like, again, if Fifield had touched it, I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing, Fifield? Like, you are afraid of everything that's going on here. That doesn't make sense. That's not who Milburn is. Milburn is excited. Milburn's here to do that. Like, Milburn's, like, excited about this. And he just saw, you know, again, he he, he, he took a two-year risk of his life, four years, he think about it to come back, right? 
And, you know, mm-hmm. there's something there for him. And he's excited about it because, again, it doesn't seem to present an initial danger to him. Right? It doesn't come out and attack him. It just looks at him. And people, and like, how many times do we see, like, Florida man gets attacked by gator trying to pet it? Or, you know, people try to, like, pet a wild animal and gets bit. Like, y- like people are like, well, the biologist should know. It's like, but you have to remember, like, a biologist is, is not a, a zoologist. He doesn't work with animals all the time. He explores life. He like he's he's it's the study of life. It's not the study of like an, animals interacting with them. Those are two different things, mm-hmm. right? Like okay. he didn't think that was going to happen. So yeah, again, I understand where it's coming from. I don't get it. I, I don't. I don't okay. think it changes the movie. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, so let's say we went to the question about why they were not briefed uh, beforehand. On that front, there's another very common complaint. Uh, this one, I guess, is kind of an in line with what you just said before. Is at the very beginning of the movie, as they enter in the ship, there's this whole big deal about uh, where uh, Charlie, like his name was. Yeah, Holloway. Uh, yeah, yeah, Charlie Holiday. Uh, Holloway is what is love, baby? Don't hurt me. Anyway, Holloway goes ahead. <laughs> That's that sounds by Holloway. Just <laughs> for anyone who didn't get it. Um, yeah, Holloway basically has this big deal about you saying, oh, the air is fine. I'm going to go ahead and take my helmet off and kind of run this big risk. And if I could feel this one, mm. this is one of those things where just like, yeah, it's a movie. And I think there have been interviews that basically say like, yeah, it's a movie. It's not as practical to have helmets on the entire time and film the entire time on that front. Um, but even if there was still oxygen on there, you could still breathe it. Like, there's still microscopic viruses, bacteria, that sort of thing. And a lot of people complain and be like, well, why, you know, aren't they aware of that? Uh, you know, why, why, why aren't they being cautious about this on this front? Mm-hmm. And I, I guess that kind of ties into a bigger question feels like for a space expedition, a lot of these people are making decisions that are not as professionally done or professionally knowledgeable as... Like the thing, for example, where pretty much everyone makes the right decision all the time, but it mm. still doesn't matter. Um, so, yeah, I guess in general, then, do you have like an answer for why these people are not the best or making the best decisions that they are? Stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's very broad, but. Well, I think first off, Holloway's an asshole. I mean, like Holloway, like I, I forget, I forget what he, uh, what uh, really Scott described it. But he's like, he's like an, they call him like a, the X Games guy or something like that. He's like that bro who like fucking tries whatever he tries to do just to look cool and like, you know, I'm gonna do this. And again, you gotta remember, Holloway is also of like Holloway. I think more than anybody, as before you seen this film, is he's the one who really has a lot riding on this. Like other than Wayland, he really wants this to be worth it, and he's the one who gets the most stressed out when they find the dead engineers because he, like, wants to talk to these people. He's the guy who like. You know, Valley's being on the cover of magazines and shit for, like, you know, doing his shit. Like, Elizabeth's there to, like, explore and learn about these cultures. Holloway's there to be this guy who say, look what I did, essentially. So him taking that off is in line with his character. And the other thing you have to remember as well is David confirms that that's okay. David's like, yeah, this is fine. Which, again, we, you know, obviously we don't live in a place where we are in a, in a society where we're, again, this is me reaching. Um, again, I think I think Holly's an idiot. I think this is dumb. I, I don't disagree with that. I think this is dumb. I'm, he's but, a hothead, I would yeah, say. Yeah, he's he's a hothead. Exactly. I, I don't think that I'm not going to try to justify this. This is a dumb move. I completely agree. But I, you know, again, Holly's an idiot. David said that it's okay. They're in a society where they, you know, they have these robots, and these robots are accurate and they're true. And you know, to their knowledge, they can't say anything to hurt them. You know, people don't suggest it. You know, even like again, even uh, what's his name. Um, Fifield is like, oh, taking this off. So if you guys want to watch the cameras, because we're being fucking idiots, and he does it. Um, but you know, he does it, and then they do it, and it's kind of a peer pressure thing. Like, again, it's not. It's a stupid decision. I completely agree. But again, like, like you said, like it's it's a movie. It's gonna happen. It's okay. People do st- stupid shit all the time, and like 
this isn't like the biggest deal. Cause again, it doesn't actually do it. Like I would agree more if something actually bad happened with it, but nothing happens. So mm-hmm. it's, it's almost like a non issue because nothing, nothing happens because they have their helmets off. The guys who have their helmets on get got right. Milburn's wearing his helmet when the hammer gets him. Fifield's wearing his helmet when the hammer gets him. So everybody wearing a helmet dies. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it doesn't stop them from dying. Um, so yeah, yeah it not, would not have mattered in the long run anyway, unless there was some sort of virus and everything did go swimmingly and they came back and they're just like, Oh no, we got, you know, engineer COVID or something like that. Exactly. But, yeah. If it was the plot element where, where they weren't wearing the helmets and some shit happened to them, I'd be like, yeah, fucking dumb move. That was stupid. That was just to get them killed. But since nothing actually happened with it, I, it doesn't affect the story. So why does it matter? Mm-hmm. Like again, yep. yeah. doesn't bother me. All right, cool. Mm. All right. Next one, then, um, I got here, and we're about halfway through. Uh, why is the Prometheus ship so much more advanced than the Nostromo from the original Alien movie? It seems like it's cleaner. It seems like it's more well-built. And actually, I may be able to field this question. Yes, do it. Do it. I if I you. may. Okay. I believe in you. So the Prometheus uh, was basically designed by Wayland. Wayland is actually on the ship. Wayland is the you know person in control of this evil corporation with absolutely endless money endless everything so it's going to be a hundred percent top of the line whereas the nostromo was basically just a cargo ship and it was you know the blue collar feel to it like space truckers basically was a whole feel of the original alien movie so it kind of felt like strung together with whatever parts they could find barely working together always falling apart that sort of thing so it's just personally that the prometheus was top of the line where the nostromo was not even though there are a couple hundred years set between the two that the, the difference is very big I'm yeah, friends. No, absolutely. I, I like like think of like ships. Like right, we have like we have like ships that have been around for fucking ever, and we still use in like the navy and shit. And like we have nicer, newer ships, but like the older ones are still useful, so we're using them. And when and the, when their job is just to truck ore around an alien, like why the fuck do they care? Like I mean, like you know, it's 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 literally just like it's just like a semi. It's like it's like having like a, an old semi truck, and then being like that job is really just to move fucking ore from one place to the other, and then being like, well, why is this Tesla nicer? It's like, because it's a fucking Tesla. Like it's, it's nicer. It's just, it's just, they don't, they didn't need a fancy thing. The point. Maybe Tesla's not the best example, but I see what okay. you're going for. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like, well, I mean, if you want to say that uh, Wayland is Elon Musk, maybe, but, um, <laughs> but like, you know, I <laughs> which mean, there like, is a comparison there. Definitely. Like, I, I just don't, you know, I, that, again, that's, that's dumb. I, I, I agree with what you said. And also like the other thing is like the people like, again, this is like one of those things where people are like, well, it should stay in, you know, continuity with the, with the universe. If what the future looked like back in the 1980s is different what the future is going to look like in the 2000s, in 2012. Like, we, we, we have to update the future to look slightly more futuristic because if we just showed the Aliens world again, which, again, I think it works great in movies. I love the aesthetic of Alien. It's probably why I love Alien Isolation. But you can't blame the director for being like, yeah, you know, if we had monitors with just, like, simple, like, text feeds on them and, like, you know, a a 2d map of this uh, if these pups were making 2d maps with little green dots moving around it might it might look a little silly so like yeah they, they have to update the technology like like I, I like the in canon universe explanation of this is a fancier high-end ship but it's also like you guys you have to have some allowance for the fact that this movie is made 30 you know 20 years 30 years after the alien movie was alien was made so like yeah it's going to be different and it's going to like they're going to envision the future differently and to make the audience believe especially this is a prequel and a slight reboot where people who might not have seen the alien movie are going to go see this you need to make the future look futuristic so like yeah like that's again that, that to me that's just that's just a nitpick that that is an insane nitpick which I, which i think your explanation does answer um mm-hmm. but yeah gotcha 
All right, cool. Uh, next one, and I actually might want to feel this one as well. Uh, another common complaint I see a lot is, why does Vickers have a male-calibrated med pod? So at the very third act of the movie, uh, Elizabeth Shaw's got a foreign agent. She's got an alien growing inside her, and she basically goes to this automated surgical med pod to remove it. And initially she can't because they say, oh, this med pod is converted for males only. Uh, I see a lot of people complain about that. Like, why Why is Vickers the captain of the ship? It's in her room. It's in her suite. Why is it male calibrated? Um, because it was very obviously for Wayland. It was not for her the entire time. And that's kind of foreshadowing that, yeah, Wayland's actually on the ship and he's actually alive. So I, I never got that complaint either. Exactly. Yeah, that's foreshadowing. That's fucking paying attention to the movie. Because she, she, <laughs> she even fucking says that. She goes and touches it. And, and uh, Vickers like, He's, please don't touch that. Like, because what what is the ship also? It's a life pod. So if something goes wrong, you need to have the life pod with the thing for Wayland because he's an old fucking man. <laughs> like, yep. come on. Like, yeah, I, I, that was, that was dumb. And again, all, okay. and, and, and realistically, the only difference that that thing's going to make is if you need like a cesarean, because otherwise it's going to do the same shit. It's going to treat you fine. Like, unless you have a specific male or female problem, it's not going to make a difference. So like, mm-hmm. it's, it's clearly there for Wayland, but you know, worst case scenario, Vickers can use it. <laughs> like, yeah. Come, oh yeah. I know that, that is such a dumb Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Like that, that, like that, that, that's one of those things where I'm like, guys, just think a little bit. Like, like, do you really need them to spell it out for you? Or do, can you, can you use your brain a little bit? And like mm-hmm. for people who complain so much about this movie and then, you know, are like, oh, but Alien is just such like a high thought provoking film. It's like, think, just think, just think a little bit. Go, go beyond mm-hmm. the direct text of the film and just, just think. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Next one. <laughs> See ya. That's one of them right there. Um, let's see here. Do, 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 do. Uh, this next one is not so much of a question, but more of a little bit of a comment. And I want to see if you have anything to say on that front, too. Mm-hmm. But um, so uh, at the very beginning of the movie, Vickers is told that they're about a half billion miles from Earth. Um, that's about the distance between the sun and Jupiter. Like, they're not even out of the solar system at that point. That's just kind of how it works. Uh, maybe it was a mystery. They should have said light years or something like that. But yeah, that's just kind of a weird kind of comment and i i i'm like okay that that's a bad line hmm. but yeah do you have anything to add to that i mean i don't yeah i'm not gonna say the script's perfect i mean if, if that's the uh-huh. case sure i mean yeah uh yeah i don't care i mean and that's so wait so what do they say so they say it's how, how far so at the very beginning when david is waking everybody up uh he makes a comment vickers is just like okay what's our location and david says something like oh we're about a half billion miles from earth and a half billion miles is literally like the distance between the sun and jupiter so Hmm. Yeah. Well, I can't and remember. Was it, was but what was LV two two three like or uh four two six? Was it was it I mean um, it's a planet. It's a whole ass planet. It's, it's so a moon. It's not the same solar system. Well they're they're moons. Oh, okay, gotcha. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure they're they're moons is what they are. So that could so that could like, make sense. They they could be there. I mean uh okay. I, I mean they they I believe that they're all moons. Uh yeah, it's so it's so L V two two three is apparently the, the 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 moon of a gas giant Calpamos, located in Zeta Reticuli, uh, is what it says based on the Wikipedia. Uh, yeah, again, I'm looking at that one too. Yeah, so it's a different galaxy. It's a different star system entirely, it looks like. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious uh, about that line. But yeah, worst case scenario, okay, it's a, it's a line, whatever. That's a nitpick. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that, that, that's not going to break the movie for me. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's okay with me. Yeah, definitely. Like, it, it could be very, very easily fixed instead of miles. Maybe they just misread miles and they were meant to say light years and... You know, that was that. Uh, let's see here. What else we got? I was kind of jumping around a little bit more. Uh, talked about that, talked about that, talked about that. Um, one last, and this is kind of another nitpicky one as well, and we have more two general open questions. Um, so in the climax, 
Engineer wakes up, rushes on through, kind of knocks every, tears David's head off, knocks a, a Shaw to the side, and then runs towards his ship. Shaw later on calls the pilot, I can't remember his name, but basically says, the engineer is headed towards Earth, you have to stop it. How does Shaw know that the alien is headed toward, or the engineer is headed towards Earth? Sorry, what? Can you read that? This, yeah, so um, at the very end of the movie, oh, no, just, just the last up. question. Sorry, I just can hear that that last. Oh question. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah how 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 does the how does Shaw know that the engineer is headed towards Earth? Like as far as she saw, he got up, he tore David's head off, he knocked her aside, ran to his ship. How do we know that that's his des- the engineer's destination? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to remember. Does does David mention it? I don't believe he does, because um, I was looking for it this time, too, because that was one of the questions I was reading about before I saw the movie again, and I didn't see any kind of, like, comment about it, about, yeah, they're going to Earth, just based on the fact that, oh, he hates humans. I mean, she could, I mean, that part of that could be just the fact that, like, uh, like my guess is there probably is some line that gets kind of cut is my guess from in the, you know, in everything, but you know, I could easily see it. And I, you know, there might be some answer in the movie. I just don't remember. Uh, but the other right option could just be like, uh, Hey, you know, um, we, these humans who just fucking showed up on my house are here. I'm going to go kill them. Like, I mean, that, that's, that's not unreasonable to assume he, he wakes up mm-hmm. and he kills them immediately. So I'd be like, Oh, okay. He might want to be, he might be like, what the fuck I, I see in my mind, I, I wouldn't be, I thought that, sh- that David at one point communicated with them about it but I, I could be wrong mm-hmm. i don't know yeah, why. he was talking to them at one point i don't remember what exactly was said but he was talking to them it wasn't in english it was in another language but yeah no because hmm. i'm trying to think i don't know i'll, I'll i that part i think i just need to think about it and like maybe watch the movie one more time but like my guess is again either it's it's something that's cut from the script or it's in there or again like i mean it's infer it's something you could infer um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm trying, I'm trying to think. I don't know. I'll come back to that one. Okay. I'll come back to that one. Yeah. And any listeners, if you have any additional context, like you've seen a cut scene, or maybe there's just a line I missed on that front. Um, yeah, it was just kind of weird. It was just like, oh, okay. We, we kind of jumped from that assumption and it felt very sudden on that front. I mean, I, mean, right, I, cool. I, I could see that though. Cause I feel like at one point they talk about how they think it's a payload, it, it, like mm-hmm. why it's carrying all those things. So I could see her being like, oh fuck. Okay. He knows we're here. Um, cause I know, yeah, cause David finds the thing that shows that it's earth. Um, so like, though, actually no, cause doesn't, when, when David, my assumption is when David is, um, in the ship, when, da- or when David is in, um, talking with Wayland and them, does he talk to him about that? Is he like, oh, you know, I found there's one alive. I found this thing. Like, does he, is he talking about that? I don't remember now. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I have theory. I, I feel like that, I feel like that's answered in there. I feel like that probably is answered somewhere in there. And if not, again, I think it's easily implied. Um, okay, cool. But that, that could you know Sounds that, that could be a scripting flaw. I, I will admit that like probably that could be a scripting flaw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the other one, I have two more questions. Um, mm-hmm. So, why do you think the engineers made a star map to the weapons facility instead of like their home planet or something a little bit different? Like, why this planet specifically? Did they want them to find? I don't know if they did. Like they. The, there's a bunch of so they use the um, the star map to get to that general area, right? And they say this is the habitable planet, but I don't know if they're necessarily saying like come to this planet specifically. Like, like there's there's a few different planets there, 
and they and they say I forget actually I wrote it down because I was curious. Um, they say that this was the the some of the star maps are over thirty five thousand years old, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, at that point, that planet could have not been that. First off, like thirty five thousand years have passed. Something may have happened on that planet that could be like that could be an old silo essentially, which it seems like it was, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, like, you know, and again, we've only seen part of this planet. We don't know what else is on this planet. There's, there could be other cultures on this planet. This could be an abandoned planet. But also, there were a few planets depicted in, in, the, uh, in the star map, right? Yeah. So, there's that. And then, you know, the, the third option that I always kind of think of is it could be like 2001 Space Odyssey. This could be, hey, come here. Let us know you made it this far so we can fuck you out. Because, like, mm-hmm. we didn't mean for you to come to space, guys. Like, you know, it's it, like, I think that, again, that one's kind of like, you know, it's uh, like 35,000 years have passed. Cool. Uh, so, that, that's one thing. Again, again, it could that, that we saw them land on one part of the planet because they saw the straight line there from the ship. But again, this, this planet is most likely abandoned due to whatever happened uh, with the black goo. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, I mean, like, they, they could have been trying to come to any planet. This could have been a come here so we can fuck you over. You know, there, there are so many reasons why that why that yeah. could be happening. And I guess that leads me to the second question then is like, what do you think is the engineer's motivation, which is like the big central mystery for this entire movie, basically, but like, why do the engineers hate humans? What do um, they want from us? And why did they lead us um, there? Like, what is your interpretation of that? What is so, your theory there? So, uh, so well, I saw that, like Ridley Scott apparently implied that the reason that he was coming after them is because they killed Jesus and that Jesus was an engineer. That, that's kind of what he implies at one point, is that mm-hmm. you know, Jesus was an engineer uh, and they killed him, essentially. So they're like, so he's like, yeah, maybe they made their piss because of that. I, I, yeah, I think that's kind of weird. I'm like, I don't, I, don't know how, I don't know if I love that. I mean, I, it tracks with the whole cross that Shaw wears the whole time. But yeah, yeah. when like religion and sci-fi mix on that front, it, it always feels very ham-fisted to me. But yeah, I don't and, know. And that could just like, be me personally. Like, yeah, I, I, that's just something that I never really thought to care about because it didn't like, you know, there are pictures of the deacon and stuff with arms out like a cross. But I mean, that, that's, you know, that's not really that. But I don't know. I always just assumed that, like, I was perfectly content with the explanation that these engineers going around and seeding life and just kind of seeing what comes out of it, more or less. And then, you know, every once and then, you know, as, you know, like they almost see like humans as crops to a degree. So, you know, every once in a while you go and you burn the field and then you let the crops grow again. Like, you know, it's it's not like I almost like it more than it's not a revenge story. I always I liked it more as a no, they're just kind of tending to the crops like they're not they don't give a fuck. They're not like, yo, man, like this is this is because we hate you. This is like, no, nah, like, you know, hey, you know, and like maybe and like also you think about like, this, maybe these are like their testing grounds, right? Like, hey, engineer, go there, drink the accelerant. We'll see what comes up. We'll see what you know, we see what rises out of this. We see what the conditions of this planet create. And then every once in a while, you know, if we don't like it, we don't care about it. We, we wipe it out and we, we try again or. Hey, we we know we upgrade the accelerant. Let's drop this on people and see what happens, right? We yeah, saw- so it's kind of like animal testing that we do in real life now. Like, except yeah. we're the humans in that, or we're the you know mice or cows or monkeys or whatever it is in that situation. Yeah, no, I like that's. I was always completely content with that. That was the explanation I came to my mind. Like, I was completely content with it. I don't. Yeah, I do like that one too. Like that. Like I, that's why I also think that the the, um, the engineers we see in Alien Covenant, I don't think they're engineers. I think they are another thing that was created. Like, I think mm-hmm. they were just made. And, you know, I think, I, think they, I think they are another race of engineer-like people. But that's just how they happen to evolve after, after you know, a guy seeded the planet, essentially. So mm-hmm. that's, that, that's, that, that has always been my explanation of that movie. I didn't think that they'd wiped out the engineers. I think he wiped out another group of people. 
or another group of creatures or creations that were, and you know, that looked more similar to engineers because they look different than the engineers we see in this movie. And again, maybe they're genetically modified. Maybe they're spacefaring engineers look different than they're chilling out engineers. Uh, but you know, I just like it, it. It made complete sense to me. Like, um, yep. I know. And again, I, I'm not saying that, that my answers are the right answers, but I'm saying that the movie gives you enough that you should be able to kind of come up with something. And then, yeah, maybe it'll be disproven later. Maybe your theory's wrong. But it's not something that I'm like sitting there like, oh my god, what could the answer be? Like I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. this works. And I'm, I'm please okay tell me, please tell me exactly what's going on there. Yeah. All right, I got one more for you, and this is more of a general open-ended question because mm. a lot of people seem very confused by David's motivations throughout this movie. Mm. What do you think? I, I have my own theories, but what do you think is like David's ultimate motivation throughout these movies? So I, I you know, it's partly answered I think in Alien Covenant, but David's broken. Like David is not a perfect AI. David was the first attempt at this AI that Wayland made himself, and Wayland has the hubris to not to not say he didn't do it right. Um, and David's fucking broken, and and David's whole thing, and you know his entire character is that he is trying to kind of like reconcile with his place in the universe. Again, it's it's like it's you know it's the it's like Shaw trying to like he constantly plays off of, of Shaw in terms of like what am I, who am I, why was I made, what is my purpose, and that's constantly what's driving him. So he you know he has he has the underlying. Um, structure to obey Wayland. And that's why he talks about with, uh, with Shaw. He's like, you know, uh, before they go, he's like, um, he's like, you know, doesn't, isn't that what every child wants to see their parents die? Because it will, it will give him that restriction. It's the one person, the one thing that really had control over him still was Wayland. And so he wanted that freedom. And I, I think actually I really liked, and I didn't notice it until this time. Um, so watching the opening scene of him going around, right? He's there by himself. He's going around, he's playing basketball and stuff. Like, what we're seeing there isn't David fulfilling a function, right? If David was fulfilling a function there, he would just be sitting down. He, would, he could be studying, he could be doing those things. But he is playing, he's riding around, he's testing off his skills, he's keeping limber, but like, you know, but not in, a, not in like what you'd expect a robot to do, right? He's like playing. He's watching movies. He talks about his favorite movie, his Lawrence of Arabia. He, he dyes his hair because he likes the way the main character looks in that movie. Like, those are not things that need to be done. They're things that he's doing because he is developing a personality. So, like, I think... David himself is, you know, his goal is to, you know, to be independent. And I think, you know, again, that, that is, that happens later on. And there's a scene that I really like. So he's watching Lawrence of Arabia and I forget what he's, maybe I forget what happens in the scene. He gets like bit or like one of the characters gets hurt or something like that. Um, and what he says, he says, uh, the trick, uh, he's like, the trick isn't to not feel pain or not get hurt. The trick is not to mind it. Yeah. The trick is to not mind that it hurts. And to me, that's like a, that is a great thing of David. That is David trying to tell himself that he's feeling these emotions. He's feeling these, like, you know, the, this discontent with his life and what's going on. And he's like, you know, the trick for me is to, to act like it doesn't hurt. When Charlie, when Holloway calls me boy or when Holloway calls out the fact that I don't need to wear a helmet because I'm different from him, I, you know, I have to pretend it doesn't hurt me. And I think that's like a great character. Like he, I, I always go kind of back and forth between David and uh, Alien and Prometheus and Alien Covenant because, you know, in Covenant, I'm a, I, you know, I'm a fucking hard Walter stan. I fucking love Walter. Uh, but David Chain, but in this movie, David is that character who's just constantly being abused and talked down to and being shat on by everybody. I think old, Shaw's the only person to kind of show him any kind of like, you know, like, you know obviously the other people are okay with him as well, but, you know, Shaw's nice to him and kind of asks him questions and he talks and, you know, he like admits like, oh, this is my favorite. This is the song I like. This is the movie I like. And she's like, oh, okay. But not many people will actually treat him that way. And even though he's still an asshole to Shaw a lot of time because he has to follow his parameters because those are built into him, like, you know, he's trying to branch out away from that. Um, so, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I think that's David's entire motivation. And in terms of, like, what he does, like, everyone talks about the Holloway thing. 
like the Holloway thing is clearly a reaction is clearly him. He, you know, he's again, he's partly broken so he can kind of work. You know, if, uh, if you ever read the, um, the robots, the As- Asimov robot series, part of what happens in that series is that our Daniel uh, and some of the other robots are able to kind of skip around the first law and of, of not harming humans, but in doing so they damage themselves. And this is kind of what I see that being is that, uh, you know, they, they find the dead creatures um, David has a conference with uh, Wayland. Wayland's like, "Yo, fuck you, man! You need to do your job. Get, you know, make this happen. Do whatever you need to do." And you know, David's able to kind of skirt past some of those inhibitors. And you know, again, I think he's already broken. Uh, and he, you know, is able to justify, "Hey, I'm gonna poison Holloway with the uh, the accelerant, and to do that, I just need his permission. And by asking him, what would you be willing to do to?" To, you know, to see, to meet these creatures or to, you know, discover more. He's like, anything, anything and everything. That is him saying, okay, justified. You gave me, you gave me your permission to do this. So mm-hmm. like, again, I think he's following all the orders he needs to, but I think that he is broken and I think he's trying to find his own way to freedom. Uh, just, mm-hmm. but I don't think he's like exactly malevolent in this film. I think he finds, um, I think he, again, as much as I say, I think he appreciates Shaw. I think he also hates Shaw, because I don't think he believes, I think he thinks the pursuit of religion is dumb. And he thinks like, hey, like you guys all talk about your creators and stuff. Like mine's right here and he's not fucking great. And you guys are constantly trying to find your creator. And like, he even says like, you know, how disappointing it would be to be told that you're made for fun. And he's like, yeah, I know what that's like. You guys are fucking idiots for believing all this shit. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I think that's where like his like curtness comes with Shaw at times. I think that's, that's, that's again, that's his emotion leaching out. Because I think, I think he has emotion. I think he has, he's not, he's not perfectly made like um like bishop is not this perfectly made they explore in the alien novels that he kind of almost has emotion to a degree um but that, that, that's my explanation sorry that was that was very long-winded uh what are your thoughts yeah, on no 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 it was it was a very very big question on that front too and yeah I, I i like the i mean once we realize that david's not really listening to the rest of the crew he's listening to wayland and wayland obviously he's the the character or the rich and powerful man who just does not thinks human entity, humans are expendable to fit his own needs like that is definitely one thing especially the infecting um uh the, the holloway and everything like that he just wants to find out more and there, there was one line that was just like be better david or something like that or do more try, i try can't harder. remember what it try harder that was yeah. it yeah he's uh basically saying that like okay we're not getting much results go ahead and try harder and that's when david you know intentionally it affects the crew member to try and figure out okay let's see if this does anything if this extends his life at all nope it does not okay well that's one hypothesis down that sort of thing so kind of it's an he's a very interesting character and probably one of my favorite things about these movies is just how he develops and how he goes on through i've always been a sucker for just like the pinocchio style story Mm. of andrews trying androids trying to find their humanity (laughs) and that sort of thing or or make their own interpretation of humanity i guess is a better way to put it um Mm. on that front and so, I, yeah. I do feel like the Alien Covenant really improves him as well. Not improves him, but makes the reflection, I think, of this character so much stronger uh, in terms of just like, you know, seeing, I, I love that scene where Walter's like, yo, you fucked up the uh, Ozymandias. He's like, and like when, he's, when he says that quote about like, look upon my, uh, look upon my kingdom, ye mighty and despair. And he's like, yeah, mm-hmm. you fucking, you said that wrong. And he's like, wait, what? <laughs> it's like, like <laughs> I love that scene. Because again, I, I think that this movie does kind of set that up as David kind of like something's fucking up with David. Because just based on like like that opening scene is such like, a beautiful scene of like the you know obviously the engineer dying but also the scene of him by himself on the ship because it really is showing you like 
David is doing shit that he shouldn't be doing if he is just a robot. And I think that really kind of, he kind of, he doesn't take it back. I think, I guess I do. I think he takes a back seat to Shaw. Uh, And then when they come out, I think he really kind of fades back into the background a bit. Um, But he really is like, you know, when he discovers like the moment of him discovering the engineer uh, star map and stuff, it's like a nice little scene because it's him like, you know, wondering as like a child, like he's really exploring it. And I think that's, I don't know, I think that's, yeah, you can kind of mention that, that becoming a real boy thing. That's some kind of moment of like, you know, experiencing wonder and, and all the world is. Because again, to him, his world's contained. He knows all these things, but he doesn't really get to experience them. He's being contained within like, you know, be, knowing he's better, but being contained within the kind of the walls that Waylon sets up for him. Um, and, you know, even, and again, that, that scene of um, the opening of Covenant, which, yeah, not, not to explain too much, not to take much from Covenant because pretty much stand on its own, but the opening mm-hmm. scene of David and... Um, Wayland and Wayland at one point is like, Hey, if I, David's like, if, I, if I'm so much fucking better than you, why should I be listening to you? He's like, he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to outlive you. Like you made me great. Cool. But like, I am better than you. And Wayland's like, fucking pour me tea, bitch. And he's like, fuck, I have to pour him tea. <laughs> and it's like, it's that, like that, that's exactly a David's character. David realizes from the get go that he is better than Wayland, but wait, but he can't disobey Wayland. And so I think that is such an interesting kind of way to view this movie through. Um, I I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Well, that was all the questions I had, the common complaints I did see. Uh, if you do have any more additional questions, uh, I guess a message us on social media, and Andrew will immediately jump on in and, like, no matter what he's doing, like, he could be outside shoveling snow or something like that, and he'll be just like, oh, no, the Prometheus beacon has been lit, so I need to go <laughs> ahead and defend this movie. Um, but no, no, it's it's... Yeah, overall, I like watching this movie again. I, I do feel like it's harshly criticized. I feel like a lot of the complaints have been memed to hell. I, I, I do still really enjoy this movie. Mm. Um, I think the scares are great as well. And it builds up an interesting world in a way that kind of follows up from the alien universe. Mm. Um, but yeah, definitely, right. I would say check it out if you have not already. Right, but then, and actually, I have some questions for you, though. I, 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 yeah, I'll, go for I'll, it. What you think? All right. Uh, so my first question for you, what did you think about the, the answer to, the, to what the engineers were in this film? In terms of like, like, just, you know, like, them yeah. wanting to kill humanity? I mean, like, I, I guess, like, again, like, I, the big, one of the big complaints I... Because I'm going to come out with some questions from the alien community of what I hear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, like, you know, again, a lot, I mentioned earlier, a lot of people complain about um, the space jockeys, like, the answer for what the space jockeys are in this movie. We've seen it in, like, in some of the comics, the alien destroying angels. There's even... An, an, uh, they kind of do an iteration of the answer to this question in... Um, Aliens Fireteam Elite, not Fireteam Elite. What's the game I played? Descent, Dark Descent. Dark Descent, um, yep. So how, like, were you, like, how did you, did, did this, were you happy with this, with this explanation of, of what the engineers were? Were you dishap, unhappy, whatever the word is? Were you disappointed? Did, did you want to see something different? It's like the same thing I talked about before. Like, it definitely feels like I left with more questions than I had before. And I I won't lie, it's not super satisfying, but I do feel like they gave us enough breadcrumbs to kind of think about and think, okay, that that could be one interpretation, that could be another interpretation. I do like the livestock example they gave. I actually thought of something very similar as well, and that's kind of my headcanon at this point. Um, You know, humans are just kind of livestock or testing grounds for these engineers um, for this stuff. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Awesome. All right. And then my other question. So I'll, I hear a lot of people complain about the accelerant in this film. And the, that's the black goo. I, I, I forget. Yeah. I, I, it's accelerant. It's X, X, something, something, something. One of the, the books. I don't know. Um, 
I've always really enjoyed the introduction of it. Like, what what was your impression of what it is, and do you like how it functions? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the beginning is was the accelerant the same thing he drank in the beginning, or was that something else? Yeah, same thing. Okay, yeah, same it's, thing. It's, it's um, some version of it, some some variation. Yeah, of it. I mean, it's a weapons facility. It's it's a, it's a biological weapon. Um, spreads, grows, and then just completely just destroys everything on that front and kind of creates. Uh, these alien creatures from there. So it kind of manipulates and tears into the people. So a biological weapon, I guess, is the best way to put it. That's what I've always interpreted it as. Hmm. But what, what does it do? Um, it breaks down the DNA and changes it to something that's a little bit more aggressive so that it destroys the host, but also destroys anything that's surrounding the host. Hmm. Right. And then how do you feel okay. about it as like as a thing or how it feeds into the alien franchise? How do you... Yeah, no, I think it makes sense um, in terms of, yeah, it's a biological weapon, and it makes sense that's kind of how the aliens were developed as well, Um, especially if you're introducing this thing of the engineers, like, okay, the aliens were not evolved. It was something that was created to design to be a weapon to grow and kind of destroy everything. Um, Yeah, no, I'm I'm okay with that. I don't really have too much of an opinion on that, honestly. Mm -hmm. How about you? Well, well, I guess I actually have one, one more follow-up question along that same line. Sure, do you, like, sure. Do you see how the alien comes from this? Like, like so, like, not, like discounting Alien Covenant. Mm-hmm. When you left this movie, were you like, oh, okay, I see, like, a alien from here? Yeah, no, they, they there was the post-credit stinger at the very end. Or not even the post-credit stinger, but, like, the final, final scene where they saw, like, the alien emerging from the engineer who's been infected by the uh, accelerant. Yeah. Well, that, that, well yeah. That, the Deacon, you know, the Deacon's slightly slightly different you know he's, he's similar mm-hmm. enough but yeah okay but yeah he, he, like but you saw where they're going with it because oh yeah no 100 okay. percent. yeah and i do remember like the discussion threads after i saw this movie they were like trying to map out like okay here's the biological life cycle of an alien from what prometheus tells us so mm-hmm. well and like and that's like because that and I'm, I'm bringing this up just because i think that wasn't like uh, first you know the the one of the people in the engineers people come out of engineers like you got you got an answer. It's okay if you don't like it. That's fine. Whatever. Um, that you know they, that was their answer to the engineers. There might be other answers. You could always say that the engineers thought the like the the space jockey we see in Alien One could be the original version of the engineer, and these engineers are either like trying to copy them, and so they wear costumes that look like them, kind of like we do in our culture, where we kind of dress up like things that you know to try to mimic them, like gods and whatnot. If you want to say it like that, um, so maybe you know that. So if you if you really want those space jockeys to be these big giant elephant creatures, could still exist out there. Totally fine. Um, but, mm-hmm. but a lot of the big complaint I hear about this as well is like, okay, well, how do we get, like, first off, people say the XR can do anything, you know, the black goo could do whatever you want it to do. And then they say that, you know, how do you get to alien from this? And I always saw the black goo, you know, when I heard they call, they call it accelerant, I love that word. Cause I think it makes sense. Cause I always saw yeah. something that like accelerates a DNA, DNA, accelerates DNA growth and like combination and, uh, decay to like the point like, and I think it's answered immediately in the first part of this movie where we see the engineer, um, basically turned to dust, which I think was like accelerating, you know, the the, the life cycle, that DNA there. And then it recombined it back in the water and kind of started, you saw the DNA re- reconnect back together. You saw it cells dividing. You saw it kind of turning into other things. And that was showing our multicellular life kind of growing out of the engineer, you know, the what was left over this engineer. So that was one interpretation of how it worked. But then, you know, we saw it later on as it as it interacted with the trial or the um, the worms become the hammerpede. Uh, which again, it's, it's re- DNA recombination, moving things around. It's accelerating uh, evolution and growth of these cells. Great. And then like, you know, with Fifield, uh, he gets it in his face. And so it just kind of fucks with the face a bit. That's what it does. You know, it, it, he doesn't get, nothing much changes about him because he just kind of gets indirect contact with it. So it works a different way because it hit him a different way. And then mm-hmm. in, um, 
Holloway, he gets a very small bit of it and he drinks it, mixing with something else. So it's slowly starting to infect his body. We don't get to see what really becomes of him. And then obviously it infects his sperm, which creates uh, the uh, trilobite in um, inside of Shaw. And then like, you know, and then from there, that trilobite ends up evolving into basically a giant facehugger, which is the giant trilobite essentially we see. And then that facehugger still has the same motivation to reproduce, you know, with whatever can get, in this case, the engineer to then create, you know, a proto-alien or the deacon as we call it in this, uh, as it, everyone's kind of termed it. But again, this, this is the coming out of engineer. And like, I've always kind of took this idea to being that, you know, the... Um, the accelerant is going to constantly accelerate evolution towards something. And, it, and just in the context of this, of what we see in here, the accelerant is always going to make things that kind of come out alien-esque. And over generations, generations of this happening of, you know, uh, infection, uh, propagation, having other kids, and, you know, just like any form of evolution, eventually it's going to modify. And the aliens we see in Alien are just some interpretation of that. Like the aliens eventually, something came into contact with the black goo. You know, we don't know what it was, but eventually it evolved into the alien we see an alien and i think that uh, covenant helped with that as well covenant showed drawings of the facehugger egg before david fucked with it so everybody's saying david created the alien not really just kind of played with it a bit the alien already existed but like you know it, it, it's eventual some outcome of the black goose influence or possibly they could even reveal later that the black goose extracted from the alien possibly also mm -hmm. fine even some of the books um some of the books by, by alex white say that they call it plagiarist paper tans and it's this idea that the the when the facehugger injects a, a person it doesn't drop an egg into their stomach. It actually drops the black goo into their stomach, and that's what creates the alien. So that's an interpretation as well. But some, you know, some amount of that, that the idea that this is like some kind of stem cell-like thing that incorporates DNA from its host makes sense. And, and you know, we see that in this movie. So to me, that always made complete sense. So like that, that is a criticism I heard a lot, um, was just that the black goo didn't make sense. But for me, as an accelerant, that is some kind of like stem cell-like thing that can occupy or take over or modify cells that always made complete sense to me. That made complete sense in the context of Alien. Um, <coughs> excuse me. But yeah, I know that's that's why I thought that. I just always heard so much criticism about that. Um, but yeah. Um, now I know we're we're running very long on this episode. I'm sure. We're how how far are we? Mm -hmm. How far are we? What are we? Uh, we are currently one hour ten minutes. Yeah, I think we should uh, wrap it up uh, pretty shortly. But, okay. Uh, well, any but, final thoughts on a uh, Prometheus? Go ahead. Final thoughts. I thought the cast in this is fucking amazing. I, I, I wouldn't worry. We talked about more of the story, but I think everybody in this movie fucking did a great job. Um, like I think Michael Fassbender kills it in this movie. I think his humanization of playing the humanized robot of David is amazing. I think Naomi Rapace does a great job. I do think that she does like, I think, you know, I believe her kind of like, I think a lot of times when there's like the, the Christian character, they can come off really dumb. And I think that her character made sense. I think the way that they wrote this as like a, a story of somebody's belief and how honestly I think her belief kind of fucks things up to a degree, I think is great. Um, I think she played that really well. Um, and I think, uh, you know, that like talk about cast that kind of put in this movie. I feel like everybody in this movie has gone and do something great. Even fucking um, Milburn. Milburn is in The Ritual. Milburn was the main character of The Ritual. Uh, he's uh, his actor. What's his name? Fuck. Uh, yeah, Ra Rafe Spall. He's the he's the main guy in the ritual, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. And then we have Idris Elba in this movie. Uh, is Benedict Wong from like the uh... My Doctor Strange? And everything. Yeah, yeah. He looks so much different yeah, in this movie. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, he does. But, yeah, Guy Pierce as Wayland, like a great yeah. cast. And like, and even uh, did, wait, have you watched Loki season two? Yes. So uh, you know the woman who gets smushed with all with all the soldiers when they get smushed uh -huh. in the thing. Uh, that 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 was one of the women in this. The Katie Dickey. 
is her mm-hmm. name. She was one of um, Wayland's kind of. She gets she gets like thrown against the wall by the engineer. Um, but when I, was, when I was watching that movie, I was like, "You're fucking an alien, aren't you? You're an, you're an alien movie. I know you are." <laughs> and uh, there, yeah, there she was. Like I don't know. To me, like this just feels like a great. Like it's obviously has a higher budget, but it, you know it reminds me a lot of the alien film in the sense that there's you know there's a lot of like kind of classic sci-fi horror where there's a lot of big names in this now. But I feel like I didn't know like I didn't know who Gisella was before this. I know Max Michael Fassbender was before this. I knew he was in uh, X-Men, but I was like, yeah, I don't know who you are. Even Charlize Theron, I know that she's obviously big. Uh, but, you know, I feel like this movie just, it, it has that kind of classic feel of like a, I'm hoping like 20 years down the line, people look back at this movie and are like, look at all these like stars this movie had. Like, you know, like we do now when we look back at like um, Nightmare, for, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street where we see like Johnny Depp in them in it, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like this is one of those movies. But obviously, you know, it's higher budget. So there's actual, uh, I guess, credited actors at this point. But, you know, I just thought I, it, I, it kind of feels like one of the movies to me. Like, I feel like it fits in that alien pantheon to me with that. Um, yeah, definitely. And I feel like time has been kinder towards this movie. I mean, literally, like I was reading a topic um, the other day on the horror subreddit about like, hey, yeah, Prometheus is a Christmas movie. And it's definitely not as bad as what everyone expected it to be or hmm. that sort of thing. So I, I, I do think like time is being a lot calmer. Or, I, I do agree. Uh, kinder towards this movie, except for so the people just, who have, just... have their foot in the ground and fucking hate it for no reason. But you know, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, <laughs> and I had one question for you because I was thinking about that too. Because um, I agree, I do think perception's gotten better about it. Again, I think there are people who hate it for weird reasons. And you know, if you generally don't like the movie, that's totally fine. Completely understand. Um, like, I'm never going to see Oppenheimer. I don't think I enjoy it. I've heard it's a great movie. Not, not my jam. But mm-hmm. my question for you is: Do you think that the reevaluation for this is coming from appreciation or the fact that we're having like? I don't know, fucking Aquaman, The Lost Kingdom coming out. We're like, oh god, okay, maybe this wasn't that bad. Do you think it's? <laughs> do you think it's like you know, seeing the modern the modern Marvel movies and being like, oh, so that's what a plot hole is, okay. And, mm-hmm. and then looking back at this, I'm like, oh, okay, I guess that wasn't a plot hole. That was just, you know, an unanswered question. Um, do you think- I think people are just sick of the same complaints over and over and over again that they're really taking it for like, instead of taking it for granted, they're like, oh yeah, I heard about this movie, I heard it was terrible, and then they're actually watching it and they're just like, okay, that wasn't as bad as what everyone was complaining about. Hmm. So I think just like the the complaints got overhyped about it. Hmm. And when I was thinking about it too, like, look, it's 10 years ago now, I do feel like, not to say, I, I do think we have an outrage culture, I think we have cancel culture, like, not, I don't want to say cancel culture, mm-hmm. that, that feels like a far right thing, I don't mean it that way, but I mean, like, I feel like we have that... It still exists, obviously, that idea that, like, you know, the Internet can spur hate towards something easily. But I feel like there was something special in the in the early 2010s where, like, people there was a lot of a bandwagon jumping on paying a movie without seeing it. And, you know, you could could Mm -hmm. say that with uh, Miss Marvel or uh, the Marvels recently. Not a great movie. I'm not going to say it's amazing, but I don't think it's bad people are saying it is. Uh, But I feel like there are a lot of movies like that, though. And I think that's also like this was like the heyday of um, CinemaSins. I honestly think CinemaSins did did the most to this movie, did the most like the fact that that Prometheus School of Running Away from Things joke. Every time he says that one, get fucked, man. Like every time he said that, (laughs) I'm like, you're dead to me. Never. The fact like I think this movie was like was victim of that, of that kind of like criticism that's not actually criticism, but just nitpicks um, Mm -hmm. that I think that really kind of also doomed this movie was that was like I think there's a there's a big like nostalgia critic was really big during that time. And there was a lot of just like hating it for hating its sake as opposed to like constructive discussion um mm-hmm. but anyway uh you know i don't really want to wrap this up uh dan yes other than alien covenant is there any other sequel <laughs> you would want to see this go to <laughs> yeah no i think just kind of exploring the mysteries that this movie set on forward in terms of shaw actually getting on the ship and then trying to find exactly why the covenants or why, why the engineers are 
really um you know why they hate humanity so much what's the deal there like i i that's that's what i wanted to see i wanted to see the setup i was curious to see what was going to happen next and when alien covenant did not go that way it honestly made me pretty disappointed um how could you so i do want to kind of figure out what the setup that they went on through um on that point hmm. how about you so i my i think you know i get i love uncovered i think uncovered did a great job explaining it as much as i was saddened by shaw's disappearance i really loved what they ended up doing with that movie um, I was not. I would never have guessed about the Walter thing. So amazing. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to go in a different direction. But um, so there is a comic book called um, Alien vs Predator: Fire and Stone, uh, and Aliens Fire and Stone, and it it, it is a, a continuation of Prometheus. Because sorry, so because it's Alien vs Predator vs Prometheus is what it is. Um, mm-hmm. And the Prometheus one is about these people who land on um, LV two three three or two two three two two three. I think it is two two three um, after the events of Prometheus. Um, and at that point, because, you know, that, the atmospheric seal had been broken and stuff, um, basically kind of like what happened in, you see a little bit in Covenant, uh, the black goo went involved in like, there's now flora and fauna there, you know, so there's like creatures around, there's a bunch of like black goo created creatures. There's a bunch of black goo created like trees and shit. And it's them like exploring that. I would like to see that movie. We get a little bit of that in, um, Covenant. Um, but I think that would have been a fun movie to come back and explore. Like, have Shaw and them try to leave, like, you know, like, like we see them doing, but have a movie of people coming back. And again, not, not reveal initially where they are. Have it be a movie where, you know, they're on this place and they come in, like, you know, make it a fully, like, uh, I don't know, make it a foresty planet. So when you land there, you're not just like, wait, this is LV223. Uh, but, you know, have that kind of be like a secret about it. Maybe have it be like, a, you know, maybe have it be another local, um, maybe actually make it even pa- past the point of Alien, maybe not, not another prequel, but... Nobody's been to LV-223 since this event occurred. And, you know, years have passed. Aliens happened. Maybe aliens has happened. Maybe this has taken place in the alien-aliens interlude. I don't know. Um, but, you know, at some point, another colony ship lands there. And at this point, since there are colonies in space already, it's not like they came all the way from Earth. It doesn't have to be because it's not a mission where they're like, oh, why are we here? You know, they just happen to land there for whatever reason. And they come across this, like, forested planet. Um, you know, maybe, maybe they hear that has an atmosphere. Maybe all the, these trees and stuff created a better atmosphere for it. And so things changes, and you land on there. And then, like, you know, they go around, they start finding these black who created creatures. You know, they're there. Maybe there are aliens there. Maybe there's, maybe, you know, the deacon's there. In the uh, AVP first Prometheus book, the deacon basically becomes a giant planet or a giant part of the Earth, essentially. It just keeps growing and growing until it becomes, like, this, like, fucking mountain, essentially. But don't go that road. I think it's kind of weird. But, you know, have it be that these people <laughs> are exploring this new planet. And, again, I want more of this developing. Uh, you know, you, you could even find other engineer artifacts. Maybe they find, you know, the parts of this planet that were abandoned by the engineers before this outbreak happened. So you can explore the past while exploring the future and how, kind of how the black goo just kind of colonizes more or less. Um, mm-hmm. I think that'd be awesome. I think that'd be cool. I think, you know, I think, Prometheus, I think uh, Covenant hints at this. I think that that comic book hints at this a little bit. But I think that'd be the way to go um, if you don't want to go to the Covenant route. And I'm not saying don't go to the Covenant route. I'm just saying this would be my way of kind of going somewhere slightly different um, and just seeing, the, you know, seeing the black goo on a bigger scale. Uh, but again, pushing to the idea that the black goo is the accelerant. It's not fucking MacGuffin, you know, whatever you call it. It's it's something that's like hammer out those ideas of it developing and have alien-like creatures or versions of those kind of coming up. And, you know, you can make it like people want aliens, right? There's People like the aliens because the action and stuff. Have it be that. You know, have it mm-hmm. be them fighting these, a bunch of these creatures and shit and just shit just going down. Have it be like, you know, kind of like uh, the King Kong remake from 2000, whatever the fuck that was, where all these fucking creatures attacking people. That you know, I'd be, I would like that. It would be a different genre. It would be kind of a genre jump. But there's a way to make that kind of so incorporate that body horror and stuff like Covenant did. 
um, while also kind of creating this kind of creature feature. Um, I would have fun with that. Uh, yeah. Cool. Because I think Covenant was a perfect sequel. So. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. All right, cool. Well, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Once again, this has been Primitive Screwheads Talk Horror Movies. Uh, thank you so much for our opening theme song. That is Teddy's Atlas with the song Horror Movie Story. You can get that out the album Children of the Corn. They are good, good Canadian boys. Thank you so much for everything in 2023. Uh, we will be back in January with uh, new episodes for 2024. We got a few down the pipeline already that we're excited to record and kind of watch and get on, get on into. Uh, we are active on social media and Facebook, uh, Facebook and Instagram specifically. So if you have any requests, if you have any comments about Prometheus or any questions you want to go ahead and ask Andrew, uh, feel free to reach out. Uh, we'll be more than happy to kind of answer or take requests or do whatever on that front from there. Uh, yeah, anything you want to say to our fans, Andrew, no, before th- we th- close th- off? Thanks for everybody who listened to us uh, this year. Yeah, it's been a, been, a, been a good year. And uh, yeah, we appreciate you guys for listening. Thanks. All right. Thanks all. And stay groovy. Bye.